Um, okay, so um, um, we are back. Um, welcome to the second part of our interview. Um, for the record, I'm here today with uh, Mayank Sharma, who currently is um, design manager and design lead at Nansen. Um, hello again. Hi. Um, are there any blockchain-based products that exist currently um, that you think will rely take off? Um, I think NFTs are becoming super popular um, uh, because it's a bit more visual. Many people are buying them compared to buying a token for a random project. Basically, you know, and that's this, this is a good starting point, people, because you know, when you look at a nice, cute image, like ah, oh, I want to buy that, you know, and then and then that's just right there. You just basically entered. You just basically interacted with blockchain. Yeah, and so on. And as I mentioned earlier, Starbucks is also testing uh, NFTs uh, as as the technology they, they want to give. Uh, so if you are a member of, of Starbucks reward or club, whatever, um, you, if you hold an NFT, you get certain certain uh, rewards and so on. Um, you seem going to start seeing you're going to start seeing this technology being used in concepts quite a bit as well. Where if you hold this X NFT, you may get access to the backstage maybe or some extra reward. Maybe you might meet your favorite artist, you know, or you might get a discount on uh, on uh, on your favorite, I don't know, product and so on. That's something we try at Nansen where where we sort of invented this uh, uh, a way to 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 get discounts using the NFTs. So Nansen partnered up with uh, with certain communities, uh, NFT communities, uh, where they say, hey, if you're holding this X X uh, NFT. Um, and you want access to Nansen at a discounted price, you can do that. You can just simply connect your wallet, we scan your wallet, and if you see you have this NFT uh, from this collection, we will you will you are eligible for a discount. Uh, you know, ten percent, twenty percent, and so on. And then you uh, you can basically use uh, you can either pay with crypto, or you can basically pay using uh, your traditional you know debit or credit card, uh, and 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 carry on using Nansen. And that's something we invent, we designed at Nansen. We invented the first. I think we were the first company to do that, where where we sort of combined the technology of Web 2.0, Web 3.0. So uh, able to uh, connect your wallet, we scan your uh, NFT, and then you pay with debit credit card. You know, so these two things uh, being a hybrid approach uh, was a first for us to sort of uh, to sort of go with it. Um, and yeah, and we're gonna start seeing a lot of these things happening uh, with other. Uh, companies offering something similar as well on the line. Mm -hmm. So that, that's very interesting that that you try to shift the the way how we understand, um, let's say, current currencies that you can make a transaction with your NFT assets instead of yeah. using the dollar. So it's like a it's very interesting um, the way to to um, to shift the, the how the current world exists into the web free approach. Exactly. Yeah, I like that. I never tried that because <laughs> it's, it's still, it's still a blocker for me to to personally that um, probably at some point I will be able to purchase I know new automobile with my cute picture of the cats. Sorry, that's it's it's simplified in that way, but yeah. this is the way how we um, how how it's changed. It's, it's going to be like that quite quite a bit. Uh, I, can, I can I can tell you that um, mm -hmm. you're going to see that more in the in the in, in the uh, in the real world application. Um, you know, so yeah, it's going to become quite common.
Yeah, so it's like a re reworking the way how the uh, the products, the assets um, present the value which they are yeah. in real. Mm, when changes in the market are dynamic or, or when they are most or less um, static, um, do you adjust the design in the in the circumstances and expectation of the clients in Nansen? Yeah, so Nansen. Um, uh, so as I mentioned earlier, our, our core users are crypto investors, right? They're using Nansen to find insights on who's buying what and so on. Um, and so we we have a, a lot of users who request um, sometimes data on particular protocol or project uh, which is gaining attention in the market and investors are interested in it. Uh, and then they ask us to say, hey, could you please provide that if you don't have it already? Um, and then and then so they can make the decision that if they want to invest in that project or not. So that's usually how, at least at Nansen, uh, we, uh, we, we take that. Uh, how the market fluctuate and we just based on the market we will um yeah basically where the market is going in general like um like we had a recently we had a we noticed that as a big fluctuation in a project called Suda Suda swap um we went we didn't we didn't have the data for that uh, back then but when uh, it was sort of blowing up uh and we quickly uh listened to our users and starts giving that data to the users and they're like oh cool thank you very much and then they started making their trades based on the data that we're looking at mm -hmm. Um, okay, I'm moving to the next question. Crypto NFs and NFTs are, are still quite um, early stage, right? Like like um, like our parents um, um, don't know them or how to use them. Um, what needs to change to them to become mainstream? I think we covered this uh, earlier, as mentioned as well. But in general, uh, sort of again, so blockchain uh, barrier of entry. So. So most DApps and NFTs platforms cater to existing crypto traders, right? It's, it's, it's made for me and you, like who are A, understand technology, uh, B, who are sort of used to it. Uh, for those in this space, connecting a wallet or purchasing an Ethereum or Bitcoin from a, uh, uh, from a typical, you know, currency exchange, isn't much of a hassle, right? It's just quite easy. Though these things have become quite easy in general for anybody, you can go to any... My mother, my mother can go in Coinbase and can buy that Ethereum just like buying something on Amazon. They made that simplified. Um, but then you, but for a new NFT crypto buyer, familiar with the blockchain, and um, uh, each third-party steps adds a new layer of uncertainty. Um, so, so, so Coinbase and Binance and other big applications they remove these things, they remove these other noises. But when they go beyond purely in the DF world, like they go on DEX and so on. That's where things becomes very messy. Um, creating a new digital wallet like MetaMask uh, or purchasing either on digital currency from other uh, digital currency. Um, sorry, uh, creating a new digital wallet on MetaMask, purchasing either or other digital currency from another digital currency exchange to fund the wallet, and connecting this new wallet to select NFT platform requires research and time. It just it just is a lot of a lot of uh, new knowledge to gain before you can even jumpstart your journey into that, you know, understanding what is a freaking wallet, uh, why do I need to send this part to this over here? Sometimes well, when you want to make a transaction, let's say you have it, you have an X token in your, in your wallet, but you don't have Ethereum, you can't make a transaction, then you have to buy yeah. Ethereum as well. Uh, nobody told me that when I was starting out, I was like, ah, crap, why do you need to buy Ethereum as well on top of this? And like, ah, because Ethereum, there's a gas fee and so on. So things like this, in general, just need to sort of 
get the barriers out of these things, uh, get sort of break the barrier down. Um, and again, as I mentioned, Coinbase and Binance and general other Revolut are doing a pretty good job at allowing people to buy these things, but they're not truly decentralized. They're just, you know, they're still centralized applications, but they do a pretty good job educating them and getting them to sort of to purchase these things. Uh, but if people really truly want to go into the pure blockchain blockchain space and start using it, there has to things to change in general. Um, mm -hmm. Then the biggest thing is security concerns, right? So the world of crypto and NFTs are is unfortunately filled with scams and hackers. So and we keep uh, the mainstream audience uh, uh, and so and so the mainstream audience keep hearing about the crypto hacks and and, and you know that somebody got hacked today or some funds got stolen and immediately decide to keep their money into tradition. So people, you know, why would they want to take a risk, right? Uh, but there's already get to create some great development in the space to help prevent fraud, um, hack, and malicious intent. But just like everything, time will only tell how well these solutions will be. Um, a good example would be like they are they are now insurance products on <laughs> on uh -huh. DeFi, uh, uh, which you can purchase to uh, to uh, to secure your money. Um, I haven't used it myself, um, but yeah, they are there if you want to use it. But even then. Uh, it is there's a learning curve to that because there are multiple of them. Uh, how they how much how to secure money and so on. They need to be sort of broken down into more layman terms, um, and that still you know requires some time to understand as well. Uh, and the the biggest of all, which me and you are talking about, is a lack of education. Uh, so as mentioned earlier, uh, uh, people don't understand blockchain, crypto, NFTs, right? To the full extent, they they, they think NFTs are just an image. But it goes so much beyond that, right? NFTs are really good technology. Uh, but at the moment, it's just like, ah, there's these cool images of, of monkeys <laughs> or, or robots and so on, or cats, you don't know. Uh, mm -hmm. And it's still, but it still come across as very confusing. There, there are tons of resources out there. Uh, but I believe every person, an average person simply doesn't want to deal with the responsibility of private keys uh, when simpler, more accessible vehicles are available to you. Right, but that's why like Coinbase and Binance or Kraken, um, these other big uh, companies, they're successful because they have simplified the, the barrier of entry, uh, but they're not truly decentralized. Uh, um, and that is a bit of a concern, right? So, uh, and people don't know that. So, uh, um, so for example, I Celsius, didn't know either. People, recently Celsius got, uh, got uh, you know, went into a bankruptcy um and people who had their funds locked with them it it, it took it down uh people understand that if it's not a private key it's not your funds if you're keeping anything on on, on binance on coinbase or kraken um if they get hacked well let's just say if they go bankrupt your money will go with that you won't get your money with that but if your money is in your wallet you're truly responsible for it uh, if you lose your private keys you are uh, you are your best case responsibility, and again, an average person don't want to deal with this all this hassle as well. But that's the risk it comes with. If you want high gains, uh, if you want to be truly decentralized and don't want to be part of the traditional banking system, that's the risk you have to take, uh, and that requires education and so on. So, yeah, I think we're a bit far from that. Uh, so that's why it's a small, small group of people who are who can who can sort of enjoy the gains and the market right now. 
Um, yeah. Uh, and I think the last one I would say is simple onboarding for the first, simpler onboarding for the new users. So getting started in the crypto uh, is not easy as it looks, as I mentioned earlier. I need to deal with multiple application and browser extension, I need technical support, moral support. <laughs> in some exchanges, you need to go through, uh, through KYC processes, which are lengthy and personal as well. I remember starting out my first time when I was buying Bitcoin, and I, I, this was the first time I had to interact with KYC, uh, where they asked for a passport. I was like, why do you need to give a passport to this random website who have no clue got recommended by my friend to buy Bitcoin. Uh, and, and, but now things are, again, things are very different, but still it's lengthy, the different touch points, uh, you have to, uh, you have to go on Chrome, install that, set up a wallet, uh, rather than private key, uh, the seed phases on, it's just not pleasant at all. Uh, so yeah, we're very far from it. Onboarding need to be sought out big time <laughs> for uh, for such for general for this for this technology okay thank you um and um you did mention about the security so from your point of view would you recommend to go to keep your funds on the platforms or be responsible for your own wallet um i think they both have pros and cons um so coinbase or binance on they're fairly safe and Coinbase isn't short. That's, that's why they charge high transaction fees or high uh, fees when you're buying Bitcoin and so on. Um, so if they do get hacked or something happens, you will get your money back easily. That's the whole point behind um, these okay. things. They're short, they're regulated quite, quite well. Um, but if they go bankrupt, they, it could, they, could go, they could take down your uh, your board, your money with that as well. That's the, the biggest risk I would say with, with the central exchanges. Uh, with the uh, your MetaMask, your own wallet, they're fairly safe because you own the private keys and so on. Nothing should happen to it. If somebody get access to your private keys, then you kind of screwed. <laughs> uh, but yeah, but uh, yeah. So the so when I say hack uh, or security concerns with the, yeah with the MetaMask and so on is mostly to do with people getting access to your private keys. That's pretty much it. Mm -hmm. And um, you did mention about the simple, um, simpler um, onboarding um, process for the new users. Is it going to change in short way or there's still this very complicated hustle um, flow which you have to face with? Um, how, how it looks from your point of view as a designer, as a inventor who, who is creating the the products who is um, you know shaping this, this kind of apps. It should. I hope that it should change. The onboarding should be simplified. But I, again, the, the more I'm using it right now, the applications, I don't really see much changed. Uh, there, companies are doing things like they are educating users, like hey, you welcome to application, do this, do that, and so on. But it's still not at a at a, at a big scale, especially in the, in the DeFi application. I'm not seeing much of it they they expect users to know uh that hey uh that you if you come into your application you know what is about what we do exactly um so so yeah so i think they still from a from a service provider side so a DeFi or a dex they they basically they personalize like if somebody come to application then they have a wallet then they have some funds they know how to uh 
uh, they they have purchased some Bitcoin or it, it, some form of a bit cryptocurrency, mm-hmm. uh, and they think people will understand whatever they are offering from that, and that is yes. <laughs> that is not uh, great, and that hasn't changed much. I really hope this will change uh, down the line. Okay, okay, thank you. Um, talking about the money, um, can you trust money investing apps? Um, how does it work, um, and what is the role um, of the design? in this field so yeah so so can you trust the investing apps yes you can uh these the a lot of these apps now at a level where they're very regulated more regulated than crypto crypto is just right now in in, in a very gray area uh, somebody who who wants to invest and wants to grow money passively i would highly highly suggest starting out with any of this application uh, they're very safe. Um, they warn you about things. They they're very well designed. My favorite app right now to go to for is is Trading Two One Two. I use that on a regular basis. It's, it's generating passive income for me. Um, it's okay. really easy starting point. They even have a demo account where you can practice, uh, and I love that about it. So so those are those things uh, help me educate about things which I don't know. Like what are option tradings? Or what, what is uh, what is limit order and so on? These things I don't know. I mean, didn't know back, sorry, you know. But now I would I, I encourage anybody to use uh, trade two and two uh, if they if they want to go more advanced, um, like limit order and so on. But if you want to just have an automatic order buying uh, a stock or ETF and so on, it will do that for you at a direct debit. Simple things, right? And I love that. And I uh, so so I so to answer yes, you can trust. Uh, these applications um, and and these um, and the design of these apps are so nice and is Revolut is another application and we, I think we all have used Revolut in in our life <laughs> in our life right yeah. now. so uh, and they do a really good job at educating users about different stocks how to buy it simplifying the experience. Um, and yeah, if you if you look back a few few years ago, that wasn't the case. It was it didn't feel right, uh, but now just things are so much so much so much easier. Um, yeah. So just go and try. Pretty much, just go and try it. You, uh, if you if you feel assistant again, trading two one two has a has a sort of a demo or a playground where you can just practice things uh, and make mistakes if you if you, if you truly want to sort of like go at it, go at it. Without losing your your, um, your funding. <laughs> yeah. Without risk of using, at least at this moment. Okay. Exactly. Thank you. Um, so we have a three questions. Um, which one you would like to answer the, the most valuable is um, from your point of view? Um, I would go for the last one. Do you have any tips for young people starting out? Uh, that would be the, uh, the question. Okay. So... Yeah. So let me. So do you have any, any tips for young people who want to start their career in UX or UI design? Yeah. So um, to get experience, I would suggest take part in hackathons. Um, this is something I did when I was starting out as a designer. As I mentioned, like I, I started helping developers, um, you know, creating the applications and so on, and just get my skills back then. I'm more fluent and uh, in UI especially. Um, so I designed apps, website with strangers, and even won prizes. Uh, uh, and um, the more I did, the more uh, learning I had. Um, and yeah, I helped to build my portfolio as well quite a bit. So those 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 hackathons which I did, I, I I put those things in my portfolio. 
Um, and that sort of showed that, hey, there's some, somebody like me can quickly create solutions out of, you know, in, in very small amount of time and can win prizes or at least come to a, you know, get second, third, fourth, whatever uh, competition. So, so yeah, so highly suggest that um, doing, doing that, that gives you a really, really good experience. Um, and also focus on UI design skills. Um, so, uh, so if you are doing a boot camp, it may be hard to get your UI skills ready for real world. Practice as much as you can. Uh, try to recreate existing application UI and keep doing it until you are proficient in it. Um, again, something I, I also did myself where I just looked at the application and, and say, okay, can I do it better? Or can I try doing it and so on. That gave me a sense of how to use typography better. Uh, how to use spacing better um, and, and so on and learn about different ways of, of, of presenting uh, information layouts and so on. So just practice, practice, practice as much as you can on, on, on those things. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Um, two more quick questions. What's your end goal in blockchain and Web3? Uh, what's my end goal over here? Um, I think I, I, I want to be... I want to be in the forefront of setting standards um, for for these uh, for, for in the world of blockchain and, and, and in general the applications because um, nobody else, I feel like nobody else is doing it uh, and that's that's at least my ambition that, that I want to be there where where other people can can use these standards or goals to uh, so standards that people can use standards uh, uh, which I which uh, which I can advise them to in their applications when designing those things. Um, yeah, that would, that's the way I see at least my end goal over here uh, and, and simplifying things, breaking the barrier down. Um, I know this sounds a bit cliche, but, but in order for this space to be successful, we have to work on the basic stuff uh, first um, uh, and, and make these things a bit more, um, uh, more easier for mainstream to adopt. Okay. that's. Um, that's a great vision. So I'm um, crossing uh, fingers to to see you there in short and long um, future. And I hope that that we're gonna have another talk um, about how is it going. Um, so, um, Mayank, where um, can people connect with you online? Your website, your social media, where where people can find you? Uh, you can find me on LinkedIn. I, I'm I'm very active on that. Um, I don't really use other social media platform. I know it sounds crazy, but LinkedIn is my main go-to. Uh, my, my main go-to uh, platform. So just reach out to me over there. Um, okay, great. Um, so thank you for sharing your knowledge um, and experience with our listeners. That was really, really interesting. It was um, a pleasure to talking to you. Um, thanks again. Uh, and it was really, um, really fun, uh, Mike. Yeah, same here. Thank you for having me. Uh, it's, been a, it's been fun and yeah, hope you enjoyed. Thank you. This podcast is brought to you by Elite Crew, the software house that helps designers shape the world. If you need help with your project or want to consult technical matters, just drop us a message at EliteCrew.io. We'll be happy to help.